are the people I truly serve. Salmons, this is year zero. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing Eric the Rebel from Rebel with a Cause podcast. Eric was at Childerberg with me, so we decided to do a, a podcast on our takeaways from Childerberg, how much fun we had, tell a few stories. Try not to get anybody in trouble. But it was a fun podcast, just as Childerberg was a blast. So, if you weren't there, I hope to see you there next year, because this is going to be a permanent staple in my life. As always, RyanBunting.com. For all of your graphic design needs, go to RyanBunting.com. Ryan Bunting is a great libertarian and anarcho-capitalist. He's also a great graphic designer. Ryan Bunting designed my podcast logo and Pete Quinones' podcast logo for Free Man Beyond the Wall. So go to RyanBunting.com for all of your podcast needs. The graphic design needs, not podcast needs. Come here for your podcast needs. Go to ryanbunting.com for all of your graphic design needs. And excuse my little twisting of the tongue. I will leave it there just so you all know I am not perfect, which uh, is probably obvious by now. Thank you, Tom Burton, for the music. You're the best, dude. And we are still expanding Beatrix Business. So if you know anybody who's looking for part-time administrative um, services, Get in touch with me, TommySalmons at gmail.com. Beatrix has been a virtual assistant working with many small businesses, political campaigns, and podcasters um, for quite a while now. And we will be expanding the business. I will be joining her in these ventures. And so it will be kind of like a little mom and pop virtual assistant, virtual administration business uh, with Beatrix and I uh, working together. So, that is TommySalmons at gmail.com if you want to learn more about these services offered by us. Okay, so, off to the races. Here is the podcast. Enjoy. Careful. Okay, I am here with Eric from Rubble with a Cause. What's going on, bub? Uh, things have been happening <laughs> since Childerberg, my friend. <laughs> like I said, I wasn't even going to attempt to say your last name. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Everyone gets it wrong. I, so I warned you. Good. I warned you. As soon as you told me, everybody fucks my last name up. I said, whenever you're on my podcast, I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absence is the better part of valor right there. Right. Yeah. Right. It, was, it was really funny because when we moved down here to Louisiana, someone tried to Cajunize my last name. It was like, is that Hallier? And I was like, oh my God, no, that's like the worst one ever. What? Don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> and of course when i was in the army of course they got to fuck with you then so oh yeah they never yeah, you got they, the weird last name it, yeah they get it wrong on purpose as much yeah. as possible yes yes <laughs> i got i got called everything from salamander to catfish 
Yeah, I gotta love it. Just completely wrong fish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just whatever. Yeah, I think I think even for a while they called me Trout. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it was like, oh, this is the nickname that's getting stuck with me. Well, unfortunately, I kind of sort of look like Vincent D'Onofrio. So at one point, like the drill sergeant looked down, and he goes, "Private Pile." That's what you look like. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> that's all, that's all right. We had one kid. We had one kid. Uh, I was in basic with. His last name was Storm. Oh, God. Okay. So, like, week Never one. Never ending barrage. Yeah. Week one, it went from Storm to Breeze. He's, yeah. And then eventually, I don't even remember exactly at what point it was. He, they just started calling him Queef. <laughs> it's, so, not, it's not too far of a jump from Breeze, I guess. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's the little wind. That's the little wind. <laughs> Yeah, we had we had all kinds. We had one guy. His last name was Honeycut, and uh, yeah, that guy got an endless barrage of Winnie the Pooh jokes. So uh, yeah, come on, we, Honey Jar. <laughs> we, we had a kid named Redfern. He was. I'm and, sorry for him. I'm sorry for him. Oh, yeah, automatically. So, yeah, so they they were calling him anything from fucking Lassie to all this because of that movie from where where the red fern grows. Yeah. So. Yeah, they they were calling him all kinds of dogs names. They called him Snoopy for a while. And, oh my god! Yeah, he got everything. So. <laughs> yeah, the only only one that I never got along with was one kid who made it known that his uh, daddy was a uh, command sergeant major somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure nobody liked that one. <laughs> no, that, like my that guy was the sergeant life major. of the party right there. Yeah, that dude well, he, was a blast. He, he was the life of a blanket party. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah so uh let me go ahead and like continue to lie about my military service and uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah i i i fortunately i don't know who that guy is i yeah. i saw the tweets and i did listen to a little bit of shane hazel's uh yeah. talking about him but i have no i got I, the only reason and i didn't even realize this until today that the only reason I knew who he was is because he had been on Pete's podcast at one point in time. Yeah. And, and, and he was asking Pete about his, his military service. And Pete was like, no, he's like Scott's. And he was like, no, he's yeah. Like, Somebody at the Institute. And Pete was like, Tommy. He goes, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's who I'm thinking of. And I was like, yeah, I don't know how you knew who I was. I didn't know who the fuck you were. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Lying piece of shit. You're even lying about that, you motherfucker. No, but. Yeah, well, I mean, me and Patrick had been on his uh, YouTube thing mm -hmm. at the same time. And, yeah, that's uh, what Patrick was, told me, yeah. Yeah, it was like uh, at one point he's like, I'm sitting there looking behind him, and he's got these picture frames on the wall, but there's no pictures in them. But yeah. all of them are hung up. And I'm like, that's a little weird. And, of course, like in the group chat that I'm in, they're like, uh, I was like, well, that's some white trash shit. And I was like, dude, I've lived in several trailer parks. We ain't never done that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've been the trashiest of the white trash, and I ain't ever trashed that hard. We, we may have left the picture that was in the frame when we bought it because those those people looked better than us, but, I mean, there was something in there. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Yeah, oh, that, is, that guy. I mean, Shane was like, I'm, I'm going to give you a chance, buddy. Come clean. You know, we'll, we'll take it easy on you. And the guy was just like, now go fuck yourself and deleted his account, so... Yeah, and, I, and I've never talked to Shane, but Shane seems like a straight up guy, just from what I know. Oh yeah, 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 he is. Yeah, I, I've never, I've never had the opportunity to speak to him. I do want to talk to him though, because I realized I looked at his profile a while back, and I realized he he does woodwork. 
and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And I, so I want to talk to him from like kind of an agorist point of view on learning to do those things and like getting involved in that shit, you know? Right. Yeah. And so I, I think that would be an interesting conversation, you know? Because- uh, well, it, he would definitely be all for it because it's something outside of the realm of Georgia politics and libertarian crap. So. Yeah, he would. Uh, yeah, I really don't give a fuck about that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really don't care about that stuff. I mean, yeah, it, it's all good for those people that are involved, and I'm all yeah, have fun, guys. Like, yeah. I ain't mad at you, but it's just it's not my deal. I did get approached today, which is kind of strange. I got an you, email. You today. got approached by a lot lizard. Is that what you're telling uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> lot lizard. You know what, man? Lot lizards have not approached my truck since Boogie has gotten big enough to look scary. <laughs> yeah, they don't like dogs. <laughs> no, no, Nobody comes near my fucking truck anymore. You know? <laughs> yeah, so, that's kind of a blessing in disguise. Yeah. They don't want to be bothered by I got, it. I got some fucking crazy stories about lot lizards, but that's not what we're here. <laughs> that's not what we're here to talk about today. But we will no, not today, not today. One of these days we'll get into that shit. <laughs> but no, I did get approached today uh, by the Texas nationalist movement, uh, no doubt. Uh, this uh, Texas secession? Yeah, but they were they're looking for a coordinator uh, in my area that mm-hmm. lives lives in my area. So um, I, I I was talking to the guy and um, I told him I said, look, man, I'm a truck driver. If it's not a paid position, it's not something I'm going to be able to do. I'm sorry. Right. I would I would love to help you out, but I, I just can't uh, yeah. because it is something that I believe like even agorists can work for a decentralization as far as that goes. So, so we are going to uh, get on a video call, um, me, him, and um, one of their head coordinators uh, of the region Yeah, are going to get on a video call on Monday. And we're going to be talking about um, ways that the Libertarian Party and Libertarians in general, especially those in Texas, can assist the Texas nationalist movement and we can uh, create some sort of coalition together. So that's going to be, no, that, that sounds conversation. sweet. Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking forward to talking to this guy. It's not going to be recorded. So this one's going to be in private, but I will have the guy on this show. Um, so we will uh, get into things like that in the future. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully we can find a way to work with some of these guys that have similar mindsets, but aren't quite libertarian, you know, um, yeah. pay, our, our own, Texas paleo strategy, you know, yeah. per se. Um, but yeah, well, you, no, probably, you probably right. agree on, you know, at least 50% of the a- stuff. Eight, so. Probably 80%. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I mean, they're, they, I mean, they go, they talk about, they talk, they rage against the wars because of the waste of money, you know, yeah. which, okay, fine. Well, yeah. And also the, the national guard of Texas getting sent over there, I'm sure. So, right, 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 right. I don't know if they were involved in that defend the guard stuff. I need to talk to Scott before I talk yeah. to these guys and see if uh, if they had done any um, any of that uh, activism on the defend the guard. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, that would be right up their alley then, because you know, yeah, keep the Texas abs- National Guard in Texas. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I think I think that would be one step closer to but Gomez. You, <laughs> but you know that the the uh, Kyle Biederman, the the state legislator that had introduced Texas to the uh, legislation actually was one of the leaders of the people that blocked the defend the guard legislation, believe it or not. Mm. It was, it was actually odd. I was like, this doesn't really yeah, make sense. Scott, yeah, those Spalding two don't had, yeah. yeah, yeah. Scott Spalding pointed that out to me and I was like, Whoa, what the fuck? You know? And uh, so, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a little odd. 
It is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, just in it. like the two seconds I was just talking to you, I mean, you want to keep the Texas National Guard in Texas. I don't understand why you would yeah. <laughs> say it's okay well, that, for the federal government to send them wherever. Well, I don't yeah. think I don't think Biederman is technically part of the Texas Nationalist movement. I think oh, they okay. just got him to advocate for the referendum. Yeah. Okay. And to introduce you. the referendum. I got you. So, so not a deep thinker then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He, he's a he's a he's a state legislature in Texas. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't accuse him of being a deep thinker in any sort right. of the stretch of the imagination. Oh, uh, yeah, but yes, we were both at Childerberg. That's what we're here to talk about. We kind of yes, yeah, we, Childerberg. We, we were both at Childerberg, and I uh, I contacted you and I was like, hey man, I want to talk about the white pill. The chill pill, if you will. Yes, definitely. Oh God, the rhyming. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it, I came away extremely fucking impressed by not just Childerberg. I had a blast at Childerberg. Yeah. Uh, anybody who listened to Slurp Gang podcast understands. Oh, my God. That the I two have. hours of psychosis and, de- and delusions. <laughs> so, so great. <laughs> uh anybody everybody knows that i had everybody had just an absolute blast it was it was burning man for peasants Uh, (laughs) yep and so we had we had a a absolute fucking blast and uh but i was super impressed with the youth Uh, yeah namely cody cotton um ace archist and nick uh yeah i spent out of everybody I talked to there, I spent as much time talking to them as any of the other people I, I, I hung out with there Yeah, over the weekend. And I was, and I mean it, like the old dudes like us and Scott uh, Horton was over there, like holding court every now and then. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that was, it was the greatest thing. And plus the, you know, all these kids, they arrived to this position a lot earlier than I did. You know, it's. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, I mean, just Ace and and within himself is probably at 25 years old is already better read than I am, you know? And it's just like, Jesus, dude, I got a lot of catching up to do. (laughs) Yeah. At one point, I know uh, Anthony Samaroff handed him his book, uh, Universal Income for and Against. And uh, I think Ace had that thing read in a couple of hours. Because wow. every time I turned around, he was like turning and he was thumbing through it. And and then next thing you know, he like the book was like closed and he threw it back in his tent. So I was like, I think he read it while, while we were there. So nice. Yeah. I, yeah. I, my buddy, uh, uh, a listener of mine, a real good friend of mine. Uh, I, I'm not going to throw his name out because I don't have permission. Uh, it bought me that book uh, months, probably about a year ago. And, yeah. And sent it to me. Yeah. And, and that was a great book. I, I love Anthony and, you know. Uh, I give him a hard time, but I, I, I love him to death, and, and Beatrix loves him to death. Everybody, everybody loved Anthony. He's he's so much fun. Oh yeah, he's 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 on that Slurp Gang podcast. There's like one philosophical joke he told that just fell flat on its face. It was, <laughs> it was actually kind of painful. I was like, oh, that one bombed. Oh no, <laughs> that's yeah. okay. They all can't be zingers. So yeah, no, but yeah, no. So when when you when you showed up when. What when did you show up to to Childerberg? When did you get there? Uh, let's see, Friday, the night of the uh, torrential downpour. 
and we, and we can get into the legend of uh, Grilber here in a minute because that that involves that. But yeah, Saturday uh, afternoon, I had uh, picked up Rachel Tobias and her boyfriend, the guys that was selling the uh, the hot sauce all over the place. <laughs> yeah, shout out, shout out to Rachel and her boyfriend. I don't know if he wants his name spoken, but yeah, that yeah. fucking hot sauce is the shit. And yeah, if anybody and- wants it. I'll get you in touch with them. It, that shit is fucking badass. Yeah. That pineapple bacon uh, habanero. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah, that he, I think he sold out of that one first. Then, then he had some that was uh, a little bit special because it had some extra plant matter in it. So Yes, yes, he did. Yeah. And it was, Which it I would have never thought to put that in hot sauce, but okay. Yeah, so. yeah and it was good. I tasted yeah. it. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, so Saturday we uh, we pull up to the campsite. We had to stop at the HEB, so I had to expose some New Yorkers to to HEB. And uh, so we got there like around three thirty Saturday, right before the uh, the show at the the distillery. Yeah, where we stayed for the rest of the night until everyone started coming back. So yeah, that was uh, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, we got all right. So we left Saturday morning around eleven, um, and. Uh, my mom, my mom had come to stay with our older dog because he would have never survived that. I mean, he would have. That would. Oh yeah, out, that probably would eat all day long. Yeah. Well, no, not even that. He would have given himself a heart attack because of all the other dogs there. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, but so we left about eleven Saturday morning, and got stuck in two and a half hours of traffic on the way there. And yeah. so we ended up getting there at six o'clock at night. Ouch. And, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the first. Well, first thing we did, we got out and, uh, there was the, and I don't want to go speaking people's names. So if I don't say your name, you know who you are. I'm, yeah. I'm just, I'm going to throw out descriptors here. There was <laughs> the redheaded dude that was so excited that he met Scott Horton, but couldn't get over the fact that we didn't tell him he was hanging out with Scott Horton. You know what I'm talking right. about? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so. Yeah, that guy might, had a massive burn all over his body. Yeah, man, way. that dude, that dude was, looked like a lobster by the time it was all said and done, man. It was rough. Yeah, but he was cool, man. He was he was fucking funny as shit, man. I had a blast yeah. with that guy. So he was the first person I ran into. We okay. pull up, yeah. We pull up next to the porta potty, and I'm like, I don't see anybody I know, and I <laughs> and I see uh, Br's flag. Uh, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, well, we're in the right place. I know yeah. we're in the right place. There's anarchist flags here. So yeah. I fucking get out and I walk up and he's, he's standing there and he's talking to another guy that I got to know pretty well, um, Saturday and, uh, or Sunday, I guess Saturday night, sun through Sunday, we hung out quite a bit and, yeah. uh, I walk up and I'm like, Hey man, uh, we're trying to figure out where we're going to put up our tent. And he's like, he's like, he just pointed at his feet and he goes, right here, but don't touch my pee-pee. I only like it in, in the butthole. And I was like, <laughs> I already like this guy. I yeah, already this like this motherfucker. <laughs> so, like, all right, all right, straight up, dude. And I'm walking back to the truck and I hear a voice. Yeah. And my wife's like, what's going on? And I'm like, hold on, I'll be right back. <laughs> so I take a left and I, I walk about 30 feet and Scott's sitting right there. And yeah. I was like, well, I'll know that voice any fucking where. <laughs> And he, you know, he gets up and greets us and we meet Harley and everybody. And, uh, <clears throat> then, so we go set up by Scott and we're hanging out there. The guys from, uh, from elite e-militia come over. Yeah. Hanging out with us. We hang out with them all weekend, have a blast with all them typo, you know, major props. But, uh, 
in the process, Scott tells me I met Ace, and he seemed as excited as I imagined Ace was when it happened. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I walked over to the other campground to, and I, and the first person I saw was Nick. Yeah. Right. And so I'm like, dude. And he goes, who are you? Who are you? I'm talking, I'm like Tommy. And he jumped up and gave me a huge hug and yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> and so, and then, then Ace and Cotton get up and, uh, introduce themselves. And, uh, and Ace looks at me and he goes, Dude, I saw. I said uh, I heard you met Scott, dude. I'm so happy for you because he had told me before he's a huge Scott Horton fan. Right. He goes, I went total fangirl. Yeah. yeah. And I just laughed my ass off. I said, I think Scott did too. So don't be don't be upset. Yeah. Yeah. You can see that that goofy uh, fangirl uh, grin on his face. He's got that as his profile picture on Twitter right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but no. So like first impress first impressions go. These guys were like super engaging and really wanted to be like be recognized by those of us that have kind of been around or have established ourselves in some way which which you know they were really like trying to ingratiate themselves with with us the older crowd yeah. which is kind of flattering because it's like who yeah, am yeah. i really you know <laughs> and I, how did you feel when you first met those guys yeah when i first met those guys it was like uh you know, because I I pretty much hang out with that kind of crew on uh, Twitter and everything, and uh, so getting to hang out with them in person, you know, it's like, oh yeah, no, we're actually having a conversation right now, and I don't have like a mic in between us or you know tapping away on my phone or whatever. So yeah, it was just uh yeah for me it was just like homecoming. So yeah, I don't know. It just felt it, it felt kind of like weird because the way they approached me, and I don't know if it's because I'm part of the institute, what it is. But yeah. the way they approached me, they were kind of like, is it right if I say, you know, like, like dude, who the fuck am I? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> and I, but I loved every one of them, man. I, I, now, I, loved, I did, I did I that with uh, Scott Horton because every time I wanted, wanted to, over there to go say hi, he was like, you know, holding court. And then at one point he pulled up his little bug assault thing and he goes, flies ain't got rights. And I was like, okay, well, this is not a good time to say hi. I'll just wait. <laughs> and unfortunately he left before I could. So, Oh, man, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, that's well, okay. And that's well, Nick Childerberg. Well, it took me to what, what, what was it Sunday night before I found you? Yeah. I, I wasn't even checking uh Twitter DMS at the point. And, uh, I was like looking down and I, was, I woke up like Sunday morning, I think. And I was like, Oh man, Tommy, Tommy sent me a message. Let me send him one right back. Yeah. Cause um, I had been, I had been over there at, to 34 a couple of times Saturday, but I didn't yeah. see you. And, and I was just like, and then Sherry came over to hang yeah. out with us Sunday. And so we're all hanging out. And I'm like, dude, where's Eric? I haven't fucking seen. I know he's fucking here. You know? <laughs> and she's like, oh, come on, I'll show you where he's at. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. So, so she brought she brought me over there. But, yeah. But yeah, but there was so much going on. There were so many people, and if if I forgot, have forgotten anybody, and and I haven't, you know, it, like followed you back on Twitter or something. It's not because I don't want to. It's because that just. So yeah, much was going on, you know, and, and I wasn't paying attention to my phone and I did lose my phone at one time. Luckily I found it, but I did lose yeah. it for about an hour and a half. Um, Monday morning I spent from like five thirty to seven o'clock Monday morning, walking around looking for my fucking phone. <laughs> Retracing the steps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I know it's around here somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I knew it was dead. So it was like, whatever. As you can't even call it. Well, <laughs> you, you, and I always keep my ringer off too. So there's, Oh, that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dang. 
<laughs> yeah, it was a uh, it was a crazy time. I'm glad everyone. I think at the height there was like 200 people there. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, I was at the first one. We had like maybe 30. <laughs> so I, you know, I'd been wanting to go to one every every year since the first one. I I had heard about it, and I had uh I had told um I had told Tasting Anarchy and in Car both that I was gonna go, and I I just never was able to go for whatever reason work usually yeah yeah got in the way and this year i was just not accepting any excuse you know and you know just go yeah yeah it was just like (laughs) we're going to go and now beatrix is like we're never missing one again she's like we're buying she she had a blast the whole time yes she loved everybody and she was so concerned. Here's the thing. And here's why I, I, I'm so stoked about like what, what occurred there. Beatrix has this idea of us being podcasters. Right. That if we are to get together, the only thing we're ever going to talk about is politics and philosophy. and Right. She, she has no fucking clue about. And I always tell everybody, I, I, say, I can't tell you, I've said it probably a hundred times at Childerberg. She is a better agorist than me, and she has never read a fucking piece of fucking philosophy. Never once. But, right. But she's actionable. She's always in it, you know, doing it. Even without knowing what the fuck it is she's doing, she was doing it. So the fact of the matter is, like, she was so concerned that she would get bored with the conversations. And she did not have nope, that a, didn't happen. <laughs> there was not a dull fucking moment, man. Right. She had so much fucking fun. Yeah. Or as, or I've, I, I've given her a new title, my new meat mama. So <laughs> <laughs> she, she brought out that homemade biltong and I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. It was we, so, it was so funny to me. Cause the other podcatcher was like, what is this beef tongue? I was like, no, no, no biltong. I've been raving about this shit for like a year guys. Come on. <laughs> Catch up. Yeah, because I, uh, I stopped eating sugar and grains, and uh, trying to find beef jerky that ain't got any sugar on it is a monumental task. So I came across Biltong because it doesn't have any of that stuff on it. So I was like, oh, man, this is great. This is going to be my replacement for beef jerky. And so when she said that she had some that she had made, I was like, oh, zip, I'm right there. Yeah, yeah, and that's, uh, that's, a, that's a true South African recipe she's using right there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, now you, you make your own, right? Uh, yeah, I've, uh, attempted it once and I don't think I quite dried it all the way. So I might have to get one of those, uh, dehydrators to do it because I tried doing it in the refrigerator and I don't think I did it long enough. So yeah, I, I've never I'm tried not coming it. out too good. You know what? The dehydrators are so fucking easy to make, dude. All you need is a cardboard box, a couple of dowel rods, uh, mm-hmm. a, a, a computer fan and a light bulb. Yeah. That's it. And you can fucking dehydrate the shit out of it. Yeah. Uh, I've made one before out of a box fan and air conditioning filters before. Oh, really? Yeah. You just set it, set it on its lowest speed and it'll just air dry that way. Yeah. Yeah. Ours is, ours is set up. Ours is a, a big wooden box that I have a buddy who does woodwork and he made it for, her, uh, for like, like for moving to America. He was like, you know, welcome home, you know, kind of yeah. deal. And so he made her this big fucking thing. It's, I mean, the shit, the goddamn thing's six foot tall. And, uh, yeah, it's got like, well, it's got shelves underneath it. It's on legs and it's got shelves underneath it. And it's about four foot uh, of dehydrating area. So, I mean, 
we got these long I, I got a picture of when we're making the built on we brought with us we got these long ass strips of fucking beef yeah, just hanging there <laughs> yeah. like three foot long strips that she ended up having to cut so she can fit it in the tupperware yeah yeah so yeah i'll get you that recipe though and i'll uh i'll make sure you you can get in touch with her anytime so you can talk nice. to her how to do it she'll walk you through that shit she loves that shit she she's like i want to be i want to be the built on queen and i want to have a a a, a like this biltong empire but she keeps telling people how to fucking make it and i'm like no one's gonna buy it from you if you keep telling them how to fucking make it yeah come on learn from your local crack dealer you know you get free samples at first (laughs) but yeah we brought what how many i think she made like eight pounds yeah she had like a couple of couple pounds by the time i got there it was gone yeah and after that it was all gone yeah we had we had two strips left and we saw bird and rollo leaving and they stopped <laughs> to say bye and i was like hey man we got a couple more pieces of that built on you want it and bird was like fuck yes like, yes <laughs> he wasn't even playing with that shit i think he probably ate five pounds on his own like, like seriously yep. he was eating the shit out of it. he loved it and he yeah. just he just kept going up to beatrix and grabbing her by the shoulders going thank you for this <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know why she would even think she was even bored. I mean, everybody loved her. I mean, she was having a blast. Except for when, you know, Butters and... It was before we went. She was like, I don't know. I'm not not sure if I'm going to fit in here. And I'm like, no, trust me. Trust me. You're going to enjoy these people. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I always tell her, I always tell her, people only tolerate me because of what she brings to the table. Right. But, yeah, yeah, that's just basically the, that's the general concept of our relationship. If I if, if I ever if I ever got got a fucking stupid idea and left her, I would have no friends left. <laughs> Sometimes it works out like that. You know, it's like the family keeps the wife in the divorce. You know, <laughs> it's like, no, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll say hi to you on your birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it works uh, out like that. And and then um, Br of all people, I'd never even heard of the guy. And we <laughs> yeah, he like walked up behind me while I was making chili, and I didn't recognize him at first because I never seen his face. And yeah. then he started talking. I was like, "Oh, I know who that is." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I, "Oh, hey, what's up, what, mate?" I was like, "Oh, I there he is." Swear, this guy was like, it was like talking to him like me with a really bad accent, right? <laughs> like we sat and we fucking hung out. I don't I don't know how long we fucking talked, man. But it was probably a good two two or three hours just straight just talking. And it was just like I feel like I've known this dude forever. You know? Right. <laughs> so Yeah, he's a really good dude. He's yeah, really good he's, dude. he's really cool. He's gonna I'm gonna have a lot of fun getting him on the podcast. We're gonna Oh, um, he he got bit by the Texas bug. Yeah. So like no, the day afterwards he, him and his girlfriend were talking about moving there. Yeah. I was like, so wow. did Bird. So did yeah. Bird. I was like, hell yeah. That's what we yeah, need. Yeah, Bird was like, uh, I've, I've held an AR-15 and I've been to Texas. This is all I want now. <laughs> Who needs to be an ANCAP when you can be a Texan is what he said. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> laughed because I was like, hey, Bird, I had a precision rifle and a Glock over there. You could have fondled too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he kept saying. He kept saying, everybody wants me to hold their guns, so I'll move to their state. <laughs> Like, look what you could have. <laughs> yeah. And this is just the stuff that's actually legal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, I didn't, I, I did not get to eat any of um, Shanty Cook. Is that what they're called? 
Yeah, the Shanty Cook. Uh, I think they go by Cook Shanty on Twitter. Oh, okay, that's what it is. But yeah, that's a little boyfriend and girlfriend team, and they did a fantastic job with the uh, jambalaya biscuits and gravy one morning, and then of course the uh, the fat conkins on the last day. Yeah, <laughs> I and see, I I kind of dropped the ball because I had I had the stuff there with me to make my uh, my grandpa's drop biscuits, right? And I was going to make them in cast iron. But I woke up drunk Sunday, and then I just started drinking. And by yeah. like, I had like three cups of coffee, and then I just started drinking. And after that, I was just like, "I'm, I'm not cooking. I'm sorry." Yeah. This, yeah. And, and so we, Beatrix was like, "Well, fuck it. I'll just start cooking boudin." And so yeah. she started making boudin and sausage all day. <laughs> yeah. So props to them. They let me use their uh, their propane uh, torch so I can make my chili, which nobody ate but me. So that's okay. Oh man. <laughs> I would have eaten. Yeah. I, I totally forgot you were cooking chili. Honestly, it was yeah. Everybody like, did. I mean, they. I was like, by the time I made the announcement, everyone was like deep in conversation, and it was like, oh yeah, that blue pot over there, cool. And then just, <laughs> I went back and I was like, wow. If it makes you it. feel better, I didn't even eat any fat conkins. So yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I, I, I I had eaten way way too many portobello mushrooms, and I was full. Yeah, and and so there was no, I was, there was no eating anything at, after that. <laughs> I, was, I could, yeah. barely, I, I could barely even move, man. I was like not eating. <laughs> yeah, so due to the uh, no sugar, no grains, uh, the only thing I had out of the Conkins was the uh, was the burger, and I I asked for bacon. I didn't even know they had put brown sugar on it. And as soon as I like he put it on the plate and I smelled it, I was like, oh no, this has got sugar, and I'm gonna ah, get that off of here. <laughs> damn it. Yeah, well, and you know what? I had regular bacon over at my at my tent. I wish I would have known because I would have <laughs> yeah. just get, I would have given I mean, it to you because, like oh, I yeah. said, I dropped the ball and didn't cook breakfast. So I was like, oh, fuck it. Yeah, I, I would have ate the bacon and then drank the grease. So. <laughs> 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 but it but it was but it was a hell of a it was a hell of a fucking time. the The way they had it set up was really cool. Yeah, shout uh, out to Jake Lindsay for setting all that stuff up, and he did a bang up job. Yes, yes, um, that was it. Was fucking awesome. Oh, uh, did you hear the bullshit with the land use permit? Yes, I did. Oh, I, asked, God, I saw, so I saw, funny. I saw it on Twitter, and I asked him. I was like, "What happened? Is it because there were so many people?" And he was like, "Yeah, we were supposed to have one this year, but he yeah. said it works out in his favor." So, um, yeah, it was like, uh, so do I go to a website, and how much is it? And he goes, "No, it's free. You just got to let him know." And he's like, "Why is there a permit in the first place?" Then. <laughs> The state's not even making money off of it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even realize that. I didn't know it was free. Yeah. Jesus. He said it was just like some kind of form that they had to fill out. It's like otherwise they can get like a $500 ticket. You know, it's like, all right. That's kind of strange. Yeah. Yeah. So we're uh, probably probably going to do something along the same lines next year, at least for the crew in the in Southeast. Um, we're what Beatrix and I, cause we have nine acres and, uh, we have a pond and, um, yeah. five, five bedroom house and all this, all this room that we can do stuff on. So we're actually talking about having everybody come up, pitch in for crawfish and just having a big ass fucking crawfish boil. Yeah, so, there you go. So we might do something like that and just really, really enjoy ourselves and have some of the guys down in, in our region and whoever's willing to travel. I mean. It's yeah. not Childeberg. It's just going to be like, <laughs> let's just hang out and eat crawfish for a fucking weekend. Like, yeah, you'll definitely get uh, Matty K because he lives over there in Port Arthur. So, uh, I did not know that. I need to. Uh, I need to get in touch with him. I yeah, think I, I think we follow each other on Twitter. 
Yeah, he probably does. Uh, yeah, Maddie is a, a great guy. He was the legend of the first Childerberg. Because he had gotten so drunk that he was like literally falling over himself and not even able to speak. He goes and lays in the back of his truck for like 20 minutes and he comes out. You're breaking up some, man. Um, <laughs> uh, like, I didn't hear hardly anything you just said. You were, you were breaking up. It got all garbled on us. Uh, I was breaking up. Yeah. I don't know if that's my connection or your connection. Somebody's connection. Yeah, it shows you in the red. Now you're coming back in the yellow. Yeah. yeah. Like, huh. let me it's make sure that me, I've got I, some other stuff me, turned off. So. Cool, uh, yeah, I don't know. Showing me, I got a full connection here. All right, I'll turn off something. Maybe that might help. All right. So, anyways, as I was, uh, so Matty K was the legend of the first Childerberg. He got so plastered drunk that he was literally falling over himself, unable to speak, and everything. So he goes and lays down in the back of his truck, and like 20 minutes later, he comes out. He's like. All right, I'm ready to party again. It was like, whoa. It was like the quickest recovery we had ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so there's some some of these motherfuckers out there could drink now. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, there was a uh, quite a lot of uh, alcoholic uh, beverages being consumed. Yeah. There, was so, a, there uh, was a lot of a lot of stuff being consumed. <laughs> Yeah, Cotton was uh, was saying, he's like, uh, I came out of there with more beer than I went in with. And I'm not even <laughs> sure how that happened. <laughs> well, well, Beatrix and I just, we each brought a case of beer with us. Because that's like, yeah. that's our typical weekend. We'll each get a case of our own beer and we'll kind of sit around and chill and just hang out together. Right. And, and by mid-Sunday, we were out of beer. And it was like, oh shit, this hadn't happened in a long time. And I'm not <laughs> driving to the store. So I ended up having to get Sherry to drive me to the store. Yeah. I got, I got more beer. And then we ran out of that beer you know, around <laughs> 9 o'clock at night. And we're like, Jesus fucking Christ. Why are we drinking so much fucking beer? Because we're <laughs> replacing the water that we're sweating out of our faces. <laughs> so, yeah. But we got when we got there, we were both kind of buzzed because we were drinking the entire way there, too. So, yeah. Yeah. So. It was kind of fun. Yeah. It's like... At one point, I was like looking in my cooler because I'm like trying to get my water out, and I was like, "There's beer, there's Bang Energy drinks," and there I was like, "Whose shit is this?" <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, man, we needed room." I was like, "Yeah, it's fine, okay." Yeah, yeah. I just want you guys to know that when I go to leave, like all of this is getting dumped out. So. Now you happen to be over on the side where all the all the crazy shit was happening. Oh yeah, right over there in Site 34, a lot a lot of stuff goes down over there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's going to be uh, the legend of Site 34. It's just, it's, <laughs> we're going to have to make that the happening spot every year from now on. That's just going to be where it happens. Yeah, it was so funny because there was like three distinctive groups of Childerburgers this time. So there was like one camp that apparently everyone who had heard about it on Facebook, which we, like nobody had posted anything to Facebook about it as far as I knew, but somehow they heard about it there. That was their little group. And then the second group was like Scott Horton and everybody over by where y'all were at underneath that tree. Yeah. And then, it was, it then was, the site 34 crew. <laughs> yeah. It was like, uh, cause E militia was over there by us. Right. And then, uh, then there was me, Scott Horton and then, uh, old boy and his girlfriend, yeah. you know, but, it, but it was kind of a scarce little, it was, we were like, we're kind of spread out 
other than me and Scott, because Scott wanted me to set up ne next to him. And uh, I was like, all right, yeah, I'll set up right here. So we set up right next to Scott, but like E-Militia was a little bit behind us. And then there were a couple of people back behind them. But yeah, that and, but that field right there stayed pretty open the entire time. But yeah. over where y'all were at, man, it was just like, that's where everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Know, I mean, what Bird and Carr and, you know, Ace and Cotton and Nick and all them guys were over there. Yeah, yeah. Sher Sherry was over there. Um, Harley was over there. And then there was some other guy. I I, I met him, but I can't remember his name. Who was in Are the you talking RV, about Wendell? The RV in the back with the, with the deaf dog. Oh no! Yeah, that was uh, that was somebody else. Yeah. Uh, Wendell was the was another was another character. <laughs> yeah, that guy was a trip. <laughs> well, the guy with the deaf dog, he was really he's really a nice guy. I talked to him for a few minutes, and his dog was yeah. sweet, sweet, sweet. His dog played with butters, but Boogie didn't want any part of playing with another dog, you know, because well, he's got a hurt foot, so he was yeah. like, nah, just stay yeah. away from me. Yeah, because you're gonna jump on me, and it's gonna hurt, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna enjoy that. Well, no, he he even did that with his brother for a couple of days when he first hurt his foot. He uh, he wouldn't even let Butters get near him. He would just growl, just get yeah. away from him, you know, because he's he's injured, he's weak, you know, he doesn't want him. He'd take advantage of him. So so right. yeah, he was just that's just how he was. Now he did uh, he is feeling a lot better. He tried to get him a piece of ass yesterday. Uh, of course, there, <laughs> there was a there was a pit bull that was in the heat yesterday. And oh no! Like, oh yeah, let me get some of that, baby. So, <laughs> yeah, I bet you he just put his nose up and he's like, "I know that smell." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I made him feel quite a bit better, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was good to meet both of your dogs too. Um, they they definitely miss Papa every time Papa walked away from the camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are they they are definitely like want to be on top of you at every single moment, you know. Oh yeah. Whether whether it be me or Beatrix, like if I was holding them and Beatrix went to go do something, they oh, yeah. did the same thing to her. It's just no, you both have to be here under our supervision, <laughs> like, at all fucking times. You know that's just the way it goes. Yeah, yeah so. pitbulls are fun like that. It's like they're they're such mama's boys. It's it's so yeah. funny. Yeah, well, it's really funny with ours too because, um, all right, so when we went and got ours, I had I had seen Butters, which is Beatrix's dog. I had seen him in the video they had posted. I was like, I want that fucking dog. Like, I saw it. He looked so different than all the other ones. He was just so sweet looking. I was like, I want that fucking dog. And so we went to go get him for me. And I picked him up and he was like, kind of like, oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. And then I, was, I, then I looked at Beatrix and I was like, well, do you want to hold him? And she was like, yeah, sure. And he buried himself in her hair and yeah. would not fucking move. I was yeah. like, well, that's your dog. Yeah, like, now I, that's I don't yours. know what to do. Like, that's <laughs> your dog, because she was iffy about whether or not she was going to get one, and so I was like, "Let me find me one." And Boogie's goofy ass. I was, I was. They were the little girls that uh, that uh, lived there were playing with him, and I was like, "Tell me about this one." And they're like, "Oh, he's such a goofy dog." Blah blah blah. And they were showing me all the shit he did, and I was like, "Okay, I want this guy." And I was like, he's yeah. got the he's got the biggest head out of all of them, and he's right. the goofiest son of a bitch. So I was like, give me this one, keep me entertained. <laughs> but now Boogie rides with me has been riding with me ever since he was five weeks old. When we get home, he will not leave Beatrix's side. And when I <laughs> and when and we when I get home, Butters does not leave my side. Yeah, that's kind of Monday morning, 
And Monday morning pops up. Boogie knows I'm about to go back to work. He's following me all over that house because he don't want me to leave him. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of funny how the dogs work like that. That's uh, man, we had a uh, a black lab golden retriever mix there for a while, and we had bought this dog for my son because he said he was want he was wanting a dog. So we bring this dog home, and this dog is like all over me morning, noon, and night. So I mean, literally would get on top of me and everything. You know, this dog, he's, he weighed 100 pounds. You know, he's, he's got the shaggy hair from the Golden Retriever, but it's all black, so he's hot all the time. Right. It's like, it like, dude, you got to get off of me. It's the middle of summer in Louisiana. I can't have a 100-pound dog just panting in my face the whole time. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, it's, and and um, back on Childerberg, just it, it popped into my head just now. We met the actual Sasquatch. Shout <laughs> out to Spirit of Resistance, seventeen seventy six. Yeah, I saw that guy's flag too. So that dude was so fucking cool. He hung out with me and Beatrix for like solid from the moment we got there Saturday night until he left Monday. We were fucking all hanging out like, right the entire time. That dude was was so so cool, so laid back, and so much fun to sit and chill with. And he is Sasquatch. Like yeah. no doubt in my mind. <laughs> yeah, he, he was a he was a big boy. Yeah, so. he's a he's a big dude, and he was he was a lot of fun, man. We had a lot of fun just sitting there bullshitting with him. He was he was so much fun. Yeah, it's like everybody there was just. I mean, that was the uh, Childerberg is like the best descriptor of it because everyone's just so chill. We're all just kind of hanging out. Uh, we're gonna come and go in between the little sites and everything, and uh, and meet everybody. And uh, yeah. It was so good, even though it was like hot and then a couple times it rained, you know, it's like everybody was in good spirits the whole time. Yeah, I, I didn't meet, I didn't run into, now I can't say I personally met every single person that was there, but I didn't. It'd, it'd be hard to meet 200 people all, right. all going around, so yeah. Right, but uh, I didn't meet one person that I was like, fuck this dude. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to see that guy again. Like yeah. everybody was cool, man. Everybody was fucking cool. Yeah, I mean, there was, like, one chick who just, like, sat down, and then she barely said anything, barely spoke, until she warmed up to us a little bit. I guess she was just very shy. And then I was like, I was like, do we follow each other? I mean, how'd you hear about this? Because <laughs> you know, I, I don't recognize <laughs> you or anything. You know, I don't want to accuse you of being a fed, but, you know. <laughs> and, and she was, like, telling me her name, and I was, like, listen, they're searching Twitter. And we don't follow each other, but now we do, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of like, okay, like uh, people like the weirdest thing for me, man, it's like so strange for me was like I would be and this happened. The first time it happened was with Sherry. But I'm at the porta potty waiting to go into the porta potty to take a leak. Yeah. And some kids talking to me about all the podcasters and how he's so excited that all these podcasters are there. And right. I'm like, well, dude, I'm nobody. I just kind of lucked into my position at the Libertarian Institute. And and Sherry goes, oh, my God, Tommy, I know that voice. And I was like, oh, shit, somebody recognizes my voice. This is weird. And then about 20 minutes later, it happened again with Rachel. And I was yeah. just like, okay, this is strange that people know me for my voice, right? Yeah, yeah. It's so weird. So that was, but it was cool. Every like, I enjoyed like hanging out with Rachel. We 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 got to bullshit a lot, you know, yeah. and, and we goof off on Twitter a lot because she's she cracks me up on fucking Twitter. 
So uh, I was like, I was really happy to meet meet her. Like that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, she about gave me a bear hug Monday morning when I was leaving. It was like I was going around saying my goodbyes and everything. She like grabbed me by the neck and I was like, oh shit, because <laughs> I am considerably taller than she is. Yeah. So I mean, she jumped up and grabbed me. I was like, oh damn. <laughs> yeah, she was a really cool chick. She came over Monday before we left, and uh, she's like, I'm just walking around telling everybody goodbye. And she, we sat there and we bullshitted for about, you know, another 30 or 45 minutes before uh, they left. Yeah. And all that. So, yeah. No, that was, a, that was a pleasure meeting everybody, especially everybody that I had known of prior to, but never had a chance to chat with. And, and how dead was fucking Carr, dude? Oh, he God. was like, he was like Jeb Bush, dude. That dude was <laughs> so fucking low energy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, when we were doing the Slurp Gang podcast, they're like, I'll call him for him to come over there. And he's like, man, I, I'm, I'm really not in the mood. I'm yeah. just, I'm so baked right now. <laughs> Beatrix goes, Beatrix at one point in time, she goes, baby, we're going to run out of fucking Bill Song. And I was like, okay. She's like, did Carr get any? And I was like, I no, I haven't seen him. He hasn't yeah. been over here. And she goes, you better bring him some and tell him I said he better eat it. And I was like, all right, cool. So I go over there. And I was like, hey, dude, wife told me to give you the build song, dude. We, promi we promised you we'd bring it. You can't get away without fucking having some of it. And he was like, thanks, man. I really didn't want to get up. <laughs> this was like mid-Sunday afternoon. Like this was like right in the right in the middle of the day. He was just like, I'm not getting up. Like, fucking, yeah. I'm done. Yeah, like once it, once he's uh, once he's gotten into the hammock, he's not coming out for a while. <laughs> well, he wasn't in the hammock. He was sitting there with he was sitting there under that tarp with everybody. Oh yeah, with uh, yeah. the tarp and everything. Yeah, yeah, by the car. Yeah, it was it was kind of fun making fun of him a little bit because like every yeah. now and then we would just all just break out with a yeah man, yeah man. <laughs> I'm just gonna start calling him low energy from now on. Low energy car. <laughs> yeah, low energy car. Ugh. He's such a good guy. He, he's a good guy, though. Yeah, he is. He's he was, he's absolutely cool. He was super inviting. I've had him on the show before. He's, he's nothing but a good dude. He's just, yeah. you know, he he felt this past weekend, he felt the way I did when I interviewed him on the show. So <laughs> I'm not going to be too mad at him. <laughs> because, yeah, and then uh, Bird had to shack up with him for a night because he missed it. Uh, they were messing around with the flights and everything. So, yeah. Oh yeah, that's a that was that's fucking a trip. But Bird Bird didn't seem upset at all. He was like, "I'll fucking no, no. stay here. I'll stay in Texas as long as you want me to." Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, he he definitely fell in love with the place. And then he had that cowboy hat, and it was I was cracking up every time I saw him in it. <laughs> it's only because his face doesn't belong in a cowboy hat, but it's like yeah. But I had never, I had actually never spoken to him before. Uh, I knew, you know, obviously I knew of him, and I think. He probably knew of me, but I'd never spoken to him before. But uh, yeah, I almost want to say he was like the the youngest dude there. So really, yeah i I think he just turned twenty one. So bird, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. No. Yeah, dude, you that dude's a fucking he's he's a brilliant son of a bitch too. Oh yeah, he's 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 pretty well read himself. Like, yeah, have you ever, did you ever listen to that uh, that fad cast he did with uh, Thaddeus Russell on postmodernism? Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was a good, was extremely a good impressive. Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, then all the stuff he does with Pete. Yeah, their little little uh, let's uh, let's introduce you to all of the types of communism. So 
Yeah, well, he 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 and I were talking, and he was like, "I want to do something for the institute, yada yada yada." And I was like, "Well, all that stuff you did with Pete, man, that's a that's a big contribution, man. That's that's yeah. really badass shit." Yeah, and he you was even like, touch on like fascist leaders from South America that no one's ever heard of, you know? Right, it's like... right. And and he goes, "Well, I can do one for your podcast too." And I was like, "Well, actually." I was talking to Pete about this one guy, if you want to look at him. And he was like, he was like, yeah, here's my numbers. Text it to me. So I sent him the guy because, like, it's this dude that even Hitler kind of distanced himself from. He was a fascist leader in Croatia that Hitler was like, this dude is fucking nuts. Like, I don't want nothing to do with this guy. And you realize like, how bad you got to fuck up for Hitler to say, mm, don't invite him to the party. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And he was like, really? I want to do that. So he's fucking <laughs> researching on that right now, I guess. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. So God. we're going to be doing that. Uh, but yeah, no, and he was, he was genuinely just a really great dude. Uh, my wife loved him. Loved, oh, yeah. loved Anthony, loved Sherry, obviously. Love yeah, like it's, it's really hard to hate on Sherry. So yeah, yeah, she is such a sweetheart. My mom goes, "Is she as inviting as been person as she sounds on the podcast?" I was like, "Sherry is like the sweetest woman in the world." Yeah, she is just a doll, just a human ray of sunshine. Mm-hmm. Of course, she she gave me uh, some Appalachian sipping cream uh, as a gift, and I was looking at it. I was like, "It says banana pudding on it." I was like, "Wow, that's it's going to be some wild stuff." So when I brought it home. Uh, I said, here, look, one of my friends gave me some Appalachian uh, banana pudding sipping cream. And so my wife, at one point, she uh, she takes the jar and she goes out into the living room with a spoon. She thought it was just banana pudding. <laughs> and she was, I was like, what, what do you need the spoon for? It's, it's, it's moonshine. <laughs> and she's like, you, you don't know how disappointed I am right now because I thought this was a jar of banana pudding. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm sorry. They're looking for the vanilla wafers. <laughs> Dipping wafers in moonshine, man. I, yeah. I, dude, that's, the, that's about as coon-ass as you can get right there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. It'll get you drunk, though. <laughs> yeah, that's funny shit, dude. But, yeah, so... so what were your main takeaways from Childerberg? Uh, much bigger than the first one that I was at. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how Jake Lindsay did it. I mean, that was, that's logistics that I don't even have the brain for. Uh, I mean, even to put on that show over there at the uh, distillery uh, with all the music and the comedy acts. And there was a lot of people just there because they had friends that were showing up there. So they just tagged along. Uh, and then, you know, by Monday morning, you know, the crowd is going to dwindle. So I think at the height, at the campsites, there was 200. I think there was about 250 at the distillery. Right. Yeah, Monica so, was there, but I didn't go to the distillery. Yeah, uh, I, did get, I did get a chance to go up and uh, say hi to Monica and uh, give her a hug. We've, we've done a couple of episodes together. So, uh, I mean, she was holding court herself. That was just kind of funny. Yeah, and it's like at one point you look over at her poor husband who's like, okay, here comes another guy to put his arms around you. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was all fun so i mean <laughs> i yeah, think my great. i think my biggest takeaway man is it's something i've been saying for quite a long time all right so my oldest son is 21 years old all right 
And my youngest is 16. I'll be 17 next month. Jesus, I'm getting fucking old. Yeah, time um, goes by fast. Right. My, my son turns 13 in November, so I'm like, Ooh. wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, so one, one thing I, I've been telling everybody about my, my children um, is my youngest son is, is like just instinctually an agorist. I mean, that's just his yeah. mindset. That's who he is, uh, his state of mind. My oldest son is definitely a libertarian, if not a full-blown anarchist, just instinctually. They're not reading this stuff. I'm not pushing philosophy down their throats. My oldest son listens to the podcast, you know, sometimes. But just by just be by meeting all these other kids, I'm like, it really is something in that generation. Something's happening in this generation. The, it was in it was in our generation too, the Gen X crowd. Right, so. right. It just kind of had it hit a speed bump with those millennials. <laughs> like I don't know what happened there. <laughs> uh, but but so I think moving forward, I think we're going to see a lot more talk of liberty, a lot more talk of freedom as this generation ages and becomes more mature. Yeah. That they're going to be pushing much more of the freedom talk. And I'm wondering if that's not why you see this frantic uh, attempt by the government to clamp down right now before these kids get in power. Because yeah. what's going to happen when these kids get in power? You know, these elites, this establishment that we're looking at today that we're all so fucking pissed off at. This oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Boomer generation. Their entire legacy is going to be wiped out by the next generation that's coming up. Like yeah. people like our our generation, we were like anti-political. You know, yeah. I was at least. And it felt like everybody my age was anti-political. We didn't want to run for politics. We didn't want anything yeah. to do with politics. It was all a bunch of bullshit for old people. Like, it wasn't for us, right? And I didn't... Yeah, I mean, because we came up with the uh, the Bill Clintons and the George Bush, H.W. Uh, Bushes of the world. Yeah. And, and like, it was like, they're, it was like they're just a bunch of criminals. I mean, who cares? Yeah, they're <laughs> all douchebags. Like, I don't want nothing to do with these fucking people, you right. know? And so... So we're, we kind of like separated ourselves from the politic, but now you've got this generation that under, that has watched us turn around and go, wait, 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 wait. We separated ourselves for too long. We turned a blind eye, just trying to take care of our own fucking business, thinking right. it had no effect on us. And then it affected us. And now these, these zoomers are seeing it and saying, oh, okay. So not only do we have to be somewhat involved in the politic, but we just gotta, we just gotta kick their fucking ass. Right. And so they're motivated to do that type of thing. And so I get this, like, I have this like white pill, you know, on and like, again, I'm calling it the chill pill now because yes. I'm like, it's a reason to chill out. It's a reason to relax these. I think the politicians, I think what's going on right now is the politicians are so aware that if they don't implement tyranny as quickly as possible, this upcoming generation is going to fucking wipe out everything they've done. Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely right about that, especially on the, on the local levels. Yeah. You know, cause I'm seeing a lot more of the young kids getting involved on local politics stuff. Right. So yeah, I, I think they uh, definitely have, uh, have uh, stirred something awake. 
Right. And uh, for them, it's, it doesn't it doesn't mean good things for them. So. Yeah. yeah. So everybody just needs to take the chill pill. Yes, please take the chill pill. Yes. Come to Child- Childerberg fear. So. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't afeard. <laughs> yeah. So that's four in German. Oh my god! During that slurp game when we started doing the German jokes. <laughs> I missed that part. Oh man, yeah. So we uh, we're we're here talking about uh, Jake has this idea of uh, creating an intentional community called uh, Childerberg Town, where he eventually wants to hold it. And he goes, I don't know, maybe by uh, Childerberg Nine. <laughs> and so once that started, yeah. <laughs> once that started, it was like everybody was yes handing each other's uh, Holocaust jokes and everything. I was like, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> well, this this just got out of hand really fast. <laughs> Yeah, and then Rollo, you know, chimed in and goes, well, it is Texans, uh, so it is going to be kind of like an oven outside. <laughs> it's like, that's it. We're all canceled. <laughs> Off to happened. re-education camps we go. It has happened. <laughs> yes. They'll be here in, in five minutes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Say your goodbyes. Call your right. family. <laughs> I was like, just looking around in the woods, I was like, I'm about to be black bagged any moment now, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh Jesus Christ! But yeah, it's a, it was a great time had by all. So uh, definitely, if you guys missed it, come out for next year because I think we're going to have at least three hundred out there. I, I'm, I want five hundred. Oh, I yeah. want all you motherfuckers, all you motherfuckers that are in the in group that keep saying we should have been there. Yeah, you motherfuckers should have been you there, have. and you better be there next year. You should have. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You not only should have, but you better be there next year and bring people. Yeah. And Yes, absolutely. And any of you that that have wives or girlfriends that are apolitical, that don't want to get involved with the politic, bring them. They're going to yeah. have a blast. There, I know there were quite a few people that didn't bring their significant others because their significant other didn't want didn't want to be involved in the political discussions. And I drug my wife out there, and she could not have had more fucking fun. Right. Now, I, I left my wife at home, so Mrs. Rebel got to stay home because she didn't want to hang out with a bunch of socially awkward uh, anarchist types. So that's like, what was socially awkward about that? There was uh, nothing. She, yeah, she's about been to it. she's been to libertarian meetups before. She yeah, she doesn't she doesn't like them. So. I don't think I don't think there was one libertarian there. <laughs> there may have been a few like lowercase L's, maybe. <laughs> this was not an LP convention. I promise. No, you. no, it was not. It was actually quite a steps wilder than an LP convention. And LP conventions can get pretty wild. So I have labeled it the burning man for pe- peasants. Yes. It's quite the thing. Coachella Le- for regular people. Yeah. Leave the CEOs <laughs> at home. Bring the peasants and have a good time. Yeah. So like who, who knows? Maybe by uh, Childerberg 10, that's when we'll get the corporate sponsors and... Yeah, flying the millionaires in from that, uh, out of town. <laughs> that'll probably be the, the day I check out. I'll be like, "All right, y'all, I had my yeah. fun. Enjoy." <laughs> now we were we were talking about doing a hard fork of Childerberg and make it Childerberg cash. <laughs> I saw, I heard that. I heard Rollo and uh, Bird talking about that. <laughs> yeah, I think Bird just did it just to just to get under uh get old old uh, Rollo's uh, hackles up. Yeah, that's funny though. He said, uh, he, on, even on Twitter, something came up and they, and bird was like, Oh my God, 
this is our hard fork moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a pretty good fun there on the timeline, and just Childerberg's just a way to bring it out into meat space. Yeah. Well, that and um, also, man, people were accepting alternate currencies out there. You know? Yep, you had quite a lot of uh, BitPay going on out there. So silver, there was some silver exchanged. That's right, there was. Uh, yeah. I did, I did see some silver rounds going. Maybe going, we'll see some gold, hands. gold backs next year. That'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty wild. Yeah. Someone bring a Kruger in. Yeah, <laughs> I'll probably have I'll probably have some Kruger in next year. So. It, well, I mean, you've got the source right there. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> I, well, when I when I told her that we could buy. You know, uh, solid silver Kruger and she was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "Oh hell yeah!" So, you know, that, <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my that's my excuse into investing. Maybe I'm just buying your heritage. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> it's it's just so we're his, saving a piece of history. Yeah, it's and, historic, and yeah. building wealth at the same time. Right. No. <laughs> and in Bird and I were talking, we we're like, "Yeah, this is going to be this is going to be uh, pork fest south." Like that's what we're gonna turn. Yeah, to that was the main goal because you know even people that go to Porkfest, I mean, you got to fly into like what is it, Boston, and then take another eight-hour drive up to the White Mountains and everything. Oh, really? So, yeah, so uh, this way it's easy. You, you fly into Austin, you take a little thirty-minute drive, you know, out to the campsite or whatever, and then boom, you're right. you're there, you're partying. Yeah, yeah, no, that's not bad at all. I mean, it, you know, and then people in Texas, it's a, it's it's quite a drive for all of us because we're all scattered out because texas is so fucking big but right you know i mean it's not a big deal man it's it's something we can easily you know access and and get to and you know we're in texas we're rednecks we ain't got a lot of money we can't be flying all over the goddamn place <laughs> you know but, yeah i uh, mean you might have to dodge a couple of deer on the way in i mean that's yeah whatever that's i dodge deer all the time that's my job <laughs> Yeah, when I was uh, bringing in Rachel and her boyfriend, uh, we were driving down that little windy road up to the campsite, and sure enough, uh, a doe jumped over one fence, ran across the road, and jumped on another, and they were like on the back going, whoa! <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's a deer. We were, uh, we were in, uh, in Kruger National Park in South Africa, and when I, went to, when I went there to meet Beatrix's family before we got married and everything. Yeah. So it's a it's a wildlife reserve, and you just you just drive around. You stay in your car. You never get out of your car. You just drive right. around about five miles an hour or whatever. There's giraffes everywhere, monkeys. Um, we saw like cheetah, a mom cheetah and her cubs, um, all kinds of shit, right? But when we were leaving that evening, we're trying to we're trying to get out to the gate and leave, and a fucking wildebeest jumped out in front of us and like looking at us like what motherfucker? And we're yeah. like, oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit bigger than they look on the on the, you know, Prudential of Omaha's uh, Wild Kingdom, I'm sure. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're about they're about the size of elk. They're they're yeah. they're good size. Yes. <laughs> Dropping references only the Gen Xers are going to understand. <laughs> Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> and then we were, well we well one of the cool things is we we're driving, and uh, Beatrix was trying to get me to see this one specific area of the park. Well, we run across these two kudu fucking going at it. Also very huge. Head to head, man. They're fighting over this fucking pussy because it was mating season. 
And yep. so they're fucking butting heads and just fucking going at it. And and I'm like, stop, stop, stop. I want to watch this. I've right. only seen this on the hit on the fucking uh, on the TV. Uh, yeah. On TV. I want to watch this shit. So I made her stop and sit there for like 30, 20, 30 minutes. She's like, Can we go now? And I was like, Okay, <laughs> fine. I wanted to see who won. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I bet you could probably also feel like the impacts and everything because, uh, I mean, that's not a small animal either. So we weren't that quite that close. Not yeah, we quite that close. close. Yeah. We were close enough to where I could see it in detail what was going on, but it was probably 15, 20 yards away from us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but it's I, even, but I could see it good and I was like, this is fucking cool. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's even impressive, like during the rut, seeing a couple of uh, old buck whitetails going at it. Right. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, yeah, I can only yeah, imagine I mean, that's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're talking what 130, 140 pound whitetails. I mean, we're talking 250 pound monsters just fucking <laughs> hammering each other. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. I was like, <laughs> this is like the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life, right? Like, you can't make me leave yet. <laughs> yes, I have to see who dies. <laughs> so much of the focus of my podcast is to point out a abuses of power and how bad things have gotten and the direction in which we're heading as a society and it can be a real black pill i've partnered up with richard grove to offer my listeners an opportunity to sign up to his autonomy course uh, the autonomy course is designed for people looking for solutions people that want to shape their own future people that are not willing to be at the behest of large corporations or the United States government or the banking system. The autonomy course is designed for those of you who wish to have complete control of the reins of your life, who are looking to be successful, that to thrive and not just survive, to provide for your family by utilizing your existing skills and learning how to market and sell those skills in order to be your own boss or learn new skills in order to leverage that into a new career opportunity. So if there's a job out there you've been trying to get or you've been wishing you could get, but you just don't have the skills for it, the autonomy course is the place for you to start to learn how to land that position to learn how to market yourself better to gain confidence and to be surrounded by a community of like-minded people that will encourage you and help you along the way so use my affiliate links and go check out the autonomy course it could be right for you but all right man well <laughs> we talked about everything yeah just uh, about that's yeah. how these episodes go. Yeah, exactly. Well, I didn't want to get into philosophy or anything crazy. I wanted to talk about Childerberg, man. And nah, just don't hurt people. Was, don't take their shit. Childerberg <laughs> was so fucking fun. It was such a blast. And yes. uh, everybody's releasing episodes on it. And I figured, why not? But I'm not going to do a solo. I'm going to have somebody else that was there so we can bounce off of each other. And, yeah. Oh, do you want to tell the tale of Grillberg? Oh yeah, yeah, Grillberg. Uh, so every Childerberg has their own legend. I told you about the uh, the first Childerberg legend, uh, Maddie Kay. Uh, I wasn't at the second one, so I'm not exactly sure what the legend was for that one. But uh, the third Childerberg uh, has the legend of Grillberg. 
AKA Tim. And uh, apparently Friday night when the uh, torrential downpour came, he accidentally locked his keys in his car and he wasn't there for Childerberg. He was just there to camp. And uh, Jake lent him a tent and, and a sleeping bag. And uh, the next day we found uh, Grilber up at the uh, distillery hanging out with us. And then on the last night he's grilled like 75 of those fat conkins because apparently he owns a, a food truck and then he hung out with us during the slurp gang podcast so if you listen to that episode for the Childerberg episode he's on that podcast so well yeah, and, and we, also we gained a convert from, from <laughs> what i understand and uh wait uh so you missed a part and i'm trying to remember what it was there he um oh he showed up with a case of beer, and he's shoving beer in everybody's coolers. Yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> he, like, enters the tent where Carr is sitting there, like, just hanging out. He, like, barges into Carr's tent and starts shoving beer into his cooler. <laughs> right. People are opening their coolers going, where the fuck did this beer come from? <laughs> that, I, I may have been graced by uh, by Grilber then because there was some beer in the in the cooler that I didn't put there. So. Yeah, he showed up with Ziegenbach. Yeah, so if you yeah, that's Ziegenbach, right. that's what you, uh, that was that was Grilber, the Childerberg fair, the beer fairy. So. Yeah, and I <laughs> I don't know if you saw on Twitter. I, I was like, hey, Bird, Car, what if Grilber is legal, man? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like during Slurp Game, we were all kind of, it was like, all right, are you a ghost? Because you have to tell me if you're a ghost. <laughs> he probably had no idea what the hell you were talking about. He was like, what, yeah, do, yeah. what do you mean? Yeah. What are you all talking about? It's like, no, I'm, I'm really here. So. I'm right here. I'm in front of you. <clears throat> yeah, and then, uh, and then uh, certain uh, mushrooms got passed around. I don't know how that happened. I don't know who had the mushrooms, but uh, Anthony was like looking. He was like, "Oh no, he's taking a mushroom. We're just his psychotic dimension uh, and just being played out for him. We're not actually real." You know, it's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> this is where we're going with it now." <laughs> I will not confirm or deny that I saw or know anything about any mushrooms. I'm just, I'm just saying. Everyone looked like they were having a great time. Everybody had fun. <laughs> Some of us were, you know, looking up at the sky for a little bit too long. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe laughing a little too hard. Uh, Yeah, maybe. Just just a little bit. For a while, about nothing. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, wait, was there a punchline being said? No, he's looking at a tree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a great time. If you guys missed it, uh, all that FOMO that you feel is well-deserved. So, Yeah, yeah. You missed it. You know you missed it. You should never miss it again. That's right. Make up for it. Come twice next year. Yeah. <laughs> we're paying We're paying off our truck next January, and my wife and I are already talking about financing an RV. And uh, Oh, there you go. Yeah, and we'll – dude. <laughs> all right, so we set the up – The shagging our, wagon. <laughs> we, we set up our tent Sunday night. I just bought this tent, 125 bucks. I bought this tent. Nice six-man tent. Bought us an air mattress because I was like, I'm not going to make the wife and the dogs all sleep on the ground. I'm used right. to it. I was in the army, but whatever. Like, I'm going to get an air mattress just to make it a little more comfortable. <clears throat> so, we set up the tent, everything. We get in the tent. Saturday night, everything goes fine. We go to get out of the tent. Butters gets caught at the bottom of the tent. Yeah. 
like where that where the zipper is because i didn't unzip the sides at the bottom i just unzipped it up and i was just like you can spread it and walk through well as he's walking out he gets caught in he freaks out and he jumps oh no jumped he ripped the damn stakeholders the little like lip tabs (laughs) he ripped like one of them and i was like okay it's just one of them i can i can fucking work it out like i'll make it work well, that evening we go to get back in there, and as I'm getting him in there, he decides, "Oh fuck, no! This is the thing that bit me earlier. Right. I don't want to get in there." <laughs> so he like twists as he's going in, and he rips four more of them fucking things. So the <laughs> so we're sleeping uh, Sunday night in a tent. The whole front of it had collapsed. It's <laughs> 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 um, so so J Dog, uh, he goes by J Dog on Twitter. I don't want to say his name in case he don't want it, his name said. Yeah. But he goes by J Dog on Twitter. Changing he's, the names to protect the innocent. He's he's holding <laughs> he's holding the tent open so that Beatrix can get in there. And then I'm sitting there finishing my beer, having a cigarette, right. and he's still holding the tent up. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, are you gonna sit there and hold the tent up all night? She's already asleep. Yeah. Like you can go seriously. It's going to be okay. I'll be able to get in there. He's like, yeah. are you sure? I'm like, yeah, he was the nicest kid. Really yeah. nice kid. Like I had a really black, good time with him, but I'm like, yeah, dude, you don't have to sit there. You don't have to sit there and hold the tent open. It's fine. You I'm can good. sit I'll there find a all way. fucking night, dude. Don't, like, please don't do this to yourself. You know? Like, <laughs> so shout out to my boy, J dog, man. Yeah. Straight up. Good kid. And I was just like, no, dude, you really do not have to do this. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so next year you guys can have all these stories and more. So right. definitely come out and see. Yeah. We didn't tell half the stories, but some of the stories like, yeah, what happens at Childerberg stays at Childerberg. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So is it a cult? Nope. Not a, not a cult. Not at all. We promise. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> all right. Stop it. Intentions took you to your grave. Your pride is how they killed you with the flag you wave just like a fool. They promised you a mountain, gifted you a stone. They demanded that you throw it into your neighbor's home and then seize all that they worked for. And give it to the throne just like a tool. As we all just stand in line and glorify new ways of being cool. Seems to me humanity is not something that they're teaching us in school. They dumps down all around propaganda, their pollution. They set a cage up on the stage, up a side for a solution. They build a wall, block them all from this mental institution. It's insane. Their people 